I'm here at uh, Casual Connect in Seattle, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Josh Rose. I'm the CEO of Flying Wisdom Studios, and uh, I was a for a long time I was very proud to be a game designer, and uh, now I'm not so proud to be a CEO. <laughs> okay. And um, so, what kind of games do you guys work on at your studio? Oh, um, we like to live at the intersection of social and mobile. Um, we've been doing a lot of mobile product, mostly on I, uh, iPhone. Um, we shipped our first Android product just recently, and uh, we've done a couple iPad products as well. Um, and if you look at what we're doing, uh, every single one of our projects has a social component to it, yeah. meaning that you know the we did a karaoke product. You when you sing karaoke, you can post that to Twitter. Yeah. You can record yourself singing. You can post that to YouTube, and then that YouTube link can be put on your Facebook page. So we look at our products as really uh, an ecosystem, and there's a lot of on-ramps to the ecosystem. Right now, our primary on-ramp is the mobile, but um, we want to extend to have as many on-ramps as we can. And can you talk about, I guess, the response of how, how do people or how do players uptake this idea of just being able to do karaoke, post it, share it, stuff like that? Is that too complicated for people? Are they looking still for the quick, short, traditional mobile gameplay that isn't really connected to the internet? It's just something you download and just play. Right. So, I mean, in the case of the karaoke product, um, we were uh, very focused on making what I would classify as a, a, a karaoke replacement. Um, at one point, we actually had um, a television out, so you could plug the iPhone into the television. The karaoke would show on the television, and you could sing through the iPhone, right? which meant we had to do dual render, once on the iPhone screen and once on the television. And there were other complexities that came up with that, fill rate, etc. Um, but uh, that focus of building a karaoke replacement um, was really... Uh, that was our first project coming out of console. And what we learned um, was that the, the things that would work on console or the things that would work on the PC, um, you can do them on mobile, but they aren't going to have the same payoff. Um, for, uh, for example, um, chat is, I believe, the killer feature in a PC game. <laughs> um, at this point, you're not going to have an online PC game that doesn't have chat. Um, I haven't seen a lot of evidence that a mobile game really benefits from inclusion of chat. Um, I think there are other social hooks that a mobile game can really benefit from. So, um, in the case of karaoke, uh, I would start the project differently now. I would actually say, you know, what is the karaoke experience, and how do we create that karaoke experience in a delocalized mobile environment? Versus the karaoke experience is an experience of a party, and we are going to assume that people are doing this at a party, and therefore we want to plug into a television, and then that. Sure. Right? So it's a different, slightly different perspective. And, you know, what are other design opportunities that you see that are unique to mobile that have a lot of potential for game developers and game designers to utilize? Wow. Um, the thing I actually really like about this space, there, well, there are a lot of things. The, the two big ones for me are the fact that there is so much territory in front of us. We're just scratching the surface. Um, and that we can iterate so quickly. You know, I, I've, in the last year and a half in social mobile, I've shipped more product than in the entire 16 years leading up to it um, because of console dev cycles, year and a half to two years, right? Um, so that means that we have an opportunity to get some new stuff out without a big investment try it quickly and you know succeed or fail and iterate um, and iterate could be within a product and iterate iterate could also be over several products um, I think that uh, Foursquare uh, Gowalla Booyah I think they're all drilling in 
the space of, of what I would classify as geo uh, geo content yeah. and geo located content and uh, geo located gaming. And I, I think there's something in that space that's going to be really compelling for people. And what about augmented reality? Do you think where do you see that going in terms of mobile and the opportunities there? I, so um, we. Uh, experimenting very early on with augmented reality um, before uh, the iPhone actually had a compass um, and um, and we had uh, we were trying to do it with just the accelerometer um, and, and it, we didn't find that it works too well um, I, I know that now it, it does a lot better and I we're actually gonna go back to it in some of our future products um, I think that uh, augmented reality um, especially as our access to the information becomes more transparent, is going to become more and more interesting. Um, I think, uh, I don't like to quote science fiction writers too often, but there was a very interesting book I read recently called Halting State. Uh, the main character walks around wearing sunglasses that are connected by Bluetooth to his cell phone, and he's constantly experiencing, experiencing augmented reality. Right? And it could just be he walks by a street, and the street sign is recognized, and it tells him, here's the bars that are down that street. Right? So we're thinking of augmented reality in terms of gameplay, but I think augmented reality really is just about an increase of information flow. So augmented reality could just be as simple as identifying the other people who are playing a game who are near you and connecting you with them in some kind of visual way. So. And, and where do you see mobile gaming going? Um, I know you just said we just talked about uh, touch. You know, we're just barely getting started, but yeah. where do you see things going? Um, where do you see... You know, there's been talk at this conference of, okay, people are going to just take the successful titles of the casual genre and just apply it to iPhone or mobile. Um, you know, where, yeah, what, how, how can an indie or smaller game developers get into the foray without having to do traditional games? Wow. Um, so, you know, where is it going? And then I'll talk about how a, a smaller developer might be able to get into it. Um, where, where I think it's going is this concept of multiple on-ramps to a single experience. Um, and I think that we're going to see um, a lot of the traditionally um, hardcore games. Um, you already see this starting to happen with World of Warcraft, right? If I'm really into World of Warcraft, I want to be able to experience it on my cell phone, on my Facebook page as well, right? This is part of my, my gamer identity in a certain way, right? So I think that we're going to see a lot of those big titles um, wanting to reach out and create on ramps in the mobile space. Where I hope that goes is um, a different experience that is touching the same world rather than an attempt to port the same experience. Um, I believe that porting that you don't, I don't want the same game experience on Facebook that I want when I'm on my mobile phone. I don't want, I may be on a PC when I'm on Facebook, but I'm not firing up a 3D experience game like you know, Call of Duty or something like that. That's, uh, I'm looking for something different. And I think that if you wanted to put Call of Duty inside Facebook, uh, I'm not sure that that kind of experience is what people are looking for. So I think it's about understanding each of these mediums and understanding um, what each medium is good at and what the user is looking for in an experience when they're firing up their mobile phone versus firing up Facebook. Um, so I, I'd prefer not to see a bunch of pure ports. That's the short answer. Um, and I, I don't think those are going to be terribly successful, but we'll see. Um, in terms of... Uh, for uh, someone who wants to get into uh, independent indie gaming, um, I, I actually or even mobile, yeah. even mobile of all. Um, 
I teach uh, game design at the Art Academy in San Francisco, sure. and uh, I usually start by telling the students that uh, if there's any career you can do other than games, go do it. <laughs> um, this is a, a really tough industry, and it can be a really tough industry to, to get into. Um, but on the other hand, I think the you know um, that uh, a really focused, um, well done product um, is going to get you noticed, and even if that product doesn't make you uh, wealthy. Um, other game developers recognize quality. Um, and to anyone who wants to get started, I would say uh, think smaller. And if you can make something that is small, even a minute of fun, uh, fun's a very elusive thing to find yeah. sometimes. And it's about polish and about tuning. So start small and polish and tune. And uh, when you get to fun, if you have time and resources to add more, then add more. Yeah, let's just talk about fun a little more. Um, you know, how do you suggest, and what's your process then for finding fun? Um, well, do, uh, finding fun in consoles or mobile or social, I have different. Yeah, even process. mobile. Yeah. Okay, in mobile, mobile and social. Um, so uh, we really like to start with what's the experience we're going after, what's the feeling that we're going after. Um, that's something we brought with us out of consoles, um, but. The thing about these touchscreens and these accelerometers is uh, there's a new way to um, to bring that experience to the player, right? So um, there's something about tilting this device that feels a certain way, right? And that lends itself to certain kinds of experiences. There's something about tapping this device that feels a certain way, and that lends itself to certain kinds of experiences. So uh, there's a flash game. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a basket of flowers going up to heaven with the really nice music playing and it was it, it felt like a complete piece a very simple little game but whoever it was that made that game I, I'd hire them yeah. because they understood how to kind of create an experience within that little environment that they had made and that, and that's really what I think I'd like to see more of happening in mobile you know how do we make something that's a compelling experience even though it's going to be small that's you know if we can find something that has some emotional content um, that's it's pretty interesting, I think. And where can people find out more about your games? Uh, oh, our your games. <laughs> um, if you want to talk about them. It's oh, fun. yeah, no, we're, uh, so we're primarily been doing work for hire, um, because that's how independent developers live. Um, and uh, our company, Flying Wisdom Studios, go to our website, all our games are there. Um, and uh, there's more coming out. Uh, we're averaging one or two every couple months, so there's always new stuff showing up. Um, where I'm going to be really excited is when we start putting out some of our original property, which uh, we're working on in the back room always. Um, just, I think everybody's got those. Um, we're hoping to bring them to the light of day as soon as we can. Um, so um, I think that, uh, yeah, stop by Flying Wisdom, start, sign up for our Facebook page, and uh, you'll see what we come out with next. We just shipped uh, a really exciting game for uh, with SGN, um, Social Gaming Network. Um, not really a casual game, um, but uh, a great experience. It's called Exoplanet, and uh, it's on iPad and iPhone, and is a, a zero-gravity experience. Um, really, I haven't seen anything like it, even on the console, so um, you probably uh, really enjoy it if you're uh, um, if you want to feel what it's like to fight and run around in zero gravity. Um, we've got uh, player versus player um, deathmatch up to four players. Uh, you can play local matches over Bluetooth. You can play over the wireless G3. Uh, we've got capture the flag. Uh, you can buy more weapons, buy more armor, level it up. Um, 
So it's a, a very compelling experience. And, and honestly, I'm really excited that SGN has uh, decided that they wanted to bring this kind of experience to uh, the platform. Um, we, th we thought this was coming. Um, we just thought it would be another year or two before we were really going to be able to do this level of game. Yeah. And so it was really exciting to be able to do it. Uh, for us, it was ahead of schedule. Thank you very much.